Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Graham Jason Matthews, as always, being joined by the returning Mr. Marceau. RJ, brother, how's it going? Doing well. How are you? Doing excellent, my man. It's draft season. We got WWE drafts coming up next Friday and next Monday, as we found out last week on SmackDown, and next Thursday, as we speak right now, and a week from today. Obviously, we'll speak before the actual event itself. Not talking just the WWE draft, but the NFL draft. I don't know if I can be as prepared for the NFL draft as it was last year, but I might have to do some homework and some research before we speak next week. As I was say, I need some, I need some, some GSM like thoughts for next week. So <laughs> need some GSM yeah, analysis. I need your analysis. I need you to start watching film now, and we can break it down next week. All right. Well, I got seven days in, in typical GSM fashion. I'll probably wait until we typically record 11 a.m. on Thursdays. So I'll probably wait until 10 a.m. to start doing my research, and then we'll speak that day. It'll at least in that case, it would be fresh in my mind. So we'll get hey, to that it's next never week. Never too late to grind the film. Never too late to grind the film. So we'll have to talk about that next week. In addition to the actual WWE draft on Friday and on Monday. So we got a lot of drafts going on. Uh, you and I will discuss the WWE draft in particular on the show next week, who we see moving where. We kind of gave you a small preview of that last week when they announced the draft two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if we'll do a full-on mock draft, but I do want to get your full thoughts on like, all right, are they going to have this person move there? Are they going to actually take this thing seriously, which we discussed last week? I'm still skeptical that they will. Um, but speaking of the draft and the brand split, will they actually reinstate the brand split? WWE is not the only company kind of reinstating the brand split, or so we think. AEW might have a brand split coming as well, which really surprised me when I heard that. The latest report, and we'll discuss this more in detail a little bit later on. We'll start with the WWE stuff first, go to AEW in the second half of the show. Um, but just a quick teaser here. It did come out last week that the rumored brand split for this new Saturday show from AEW, which I know you hadn't heard too much about before I brought it up on Twitter about a week ago. Um, the latest report from a couple days ago is that they're going to take this brand split more seriously than originally expected. So we might have a hard brand split between Dynamite, I don't know about Rampage, who gives a shit about Rampage, and this new Saturday show called Collision coming as soon as possibly in June, in mid-June. So lots to get into the role that CM Punk plays in all of this, where he might end up and, and everything else. So we've talked about CM Punk returning before. We talked about it more in depth, you know, actually only really scratched the surface last week. We'll have more to talk about on that front a little bit later on. Um, title changing hands on Dynamite on Wednesday, but I do want to start out with Raw first. But before any of that, Mr. Marceau, new episodes of the show every single Thursday, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, uh, Podbean, Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. But like I said, let's get into Raw first for Monday. Did not think it was as strong of a show from last week, which is funny because last week's show was affected by travel issues and whatnot. Uh, did end up being what I thought was a very good show. 
Definitely an improvement over the Raw from two weeks ago. But before we get into anything from Raw, I should mention this. From what it seems like, Vince was also not at Raw on Monday. I did not watch the show live. If it was tweeted or more reports came out about it, I might have missed it. Um, but I think it's safe to say Raw and hopefully SmackDown as well might be largely hands-off for Vince, if not just for right now, which gives me some optimistic some optimism regarding the future of WWE TV. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think just by booking-wise, I think the last two weeks it seemed like it was more traditionally a Triple H show. Obviously, we heard about what happened the night after WrestleMania. Vince was there. A lot of last-minute changes and kind of weird booking decisions. I mean, it's funny. We haven't seen Omos since, so um, clearly Vince might not be around. But, no, I, I, th- I think it's been a good show. Or Back to like what the Triple H shows were the last couple of weeks. So, it's a positive. I, I'm not, like, it's definitely not. like I think Vince will probably be back at some point. He'll have some say in the draft, I assume, and... We'll go on forward, but I think the last two weeks have been better, or back to like what I would consider normal Triple H undercharge. I agree. Before WrestleMania, anyway, kind of the Triple H standard that was set for Raw and SmackDown as well. Um, it, it definitely feels like they're in a holding pattern right now until the draft, which is coming up, like I said, next Friday on SmackDown and next Monday. Not this coming Monday, but the Monday after that, right before Backlash. Um, you would think they might wait until after the pay-per-view, but before the pay-per-view works as well, I guess. So we'll see how it affects anything. But people like... Theory, Rollins, Lashley and Reed got their thing going on right now, but Lashley and, or, or rather Rollins and Theory specifically have very little going on at the moment. Some people aren't even on the show. I mean, Bianca and EO are currently feuding for the Raw Women's Championship. That match has not been confirmed yet for Backlash, so don't know if it's happening on Raw soon or the Raw after Backlash or on the Raw before Backlash. Still no word on that. Probably before, because maybe EO's going to SmackDown and they want to get it out of the way now. Um, that's very possible. Just a lot of like, I don't want to say nothing on the show matters right now. Cause I did think this was a solid show, but they're kind of in a holdover period until we get, you know, out of the draft season. So I do like that. We're getting the draft now though. It's much better now than compared to October or September, right before a survivor series when typically they've done the brands or rather the brand supremacy stuff in the past, which hopefully is a thing of the past. Now, um, I do think April, May is the right time to do it. <clears throat> but um, it, it's just kind of a weird season right now. Yeah, these I shows, agree. I, you know, don't really matter. Like, I actually like what you just said there. I think it is a little weird that they're doing it right before Backlash. I think they should just wait until after, and then you can kind of have, like, Raw. The Raw after Backlash, you could just do the, the draft. and then I feel like we're still, like, why do it a week before when you're probably going to get bleeding over starting already? So it's like if nothing really changed. Obviously, they're going to build storylines on both shows so if someone's on Raw and someone's on Smith then they're gonna cross I'm assuming gonna cross brand so I think they should just wait till after Backlash to do it but I don't know we'll see I agree I think my biggest issue with WWE and a lot of what they do is that I mean say what you will about AEW but Tony Khan being you know a wrestling fan a mark or whatever he makes things pretty clear as far as like for example we talked about it in depth last week is the WWE Universal Championship one title? Is it two separate titles? WWE has never actually said. Their shows say one thing, their website says another, so it's very confusing. For the most part, AEW is pretty clear about, like, oh, this is an interim title, this is the world title, follows this lineage, blah, 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 we're changing the name of this. WWE doesn't really care as much. Vince Triple H doesn't matter. Triple H has paid a bit more attention to that. Um, but still, I would like it for it to be made clear. Coming out of this draft... We are actually sticking to these rosters, because if not, it doesn't fucking matter. We talked about it last week. I said it in the hashtag yesterday. That was my big point. 
if the rosters move around, like rearranging furniture, like one person said to me on hashtag, I think that's a great way of putting it because it's like, it doesn't really accomplish anything. We need real rosters here. And we'll talk about it next week, but that's my big hope coming out of this draft. So we're kind of in a weird, like a lame duck period right now. Uh, though I did like the general theme of Monday's show, the whole, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours with the bloodline and the judgment day. I thought that was really well done. The opening segment I thought was solid with the bloodline saying, listen, we'll have solo ticket Rey Mysterio if Finn, Damian, and uh, Dominic can take out Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn uh, in the main event later on tonight. So I thought that was well done. Solo Sokoa did end up beating Rey Mysterio, but Judgment Day did fall short of beating Riddle, Owens, and Zayn in the main event, which was a really good match. And, and Finn Balor even said to Paul Heyman backstage regarding Solo's win over Rey, he said it was eh. He said it was an eh win. So And then when Finn Balor failed to kind of... Uh, you know, get the job done for his team in the main event, it does create a question. Will there be repercussions for the Judgment Day on Raw next week? That, that was kind of teased, that Roman Reigns, this was an edict from him, like, oh, maybe he'll be pissed. I assume it'll just be forgotten about, but it would be a nice hook if it's like, all right, what's going to happen to Judgment Day coming out of the show? But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned a lot of stuff there as far as what we got on this show, but that was kind of the main storyline of Raw. What were your thoughts on it? Because I, <clears throat> I personally enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um... I think, like you said, obviously Solo got the job done, Finn didn't, or the Judgment Day didn't, so it would be nice to see some kind of, like like you said, some kind of repercussions or some kind of answer to Roman, just because like, Solo did his job, but they couldn't do theirs, so I'm interested to see what they did there. I did die when he, I think I think it was on Raw, when he like said to the Usos, or was this on SmackDown, when he said, like he looked at them and was like, Roman's really getting sick and tired of you two, and he looked right at the Usos. That's yes, SmackDown. that was SmackDown. Yeah, so then on Raw, he said, oh, Roman and I have come up with a plan, and Solo needs to know, too, because he's a hothead. And then Jay goes over to Paul, not on the mic, but you can audibly hear him go, you didn't text me, you didn't FaceTime me. I hey, died. breaking up. <laughs> it wasn't included in the group chat, pal. I think that's, like, a, the next storyline that I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's like, you can see the seeds are being planted and have done a well job, but... Yeah, I kind of hope like Roman like puts them over the fire. Like Judgment Day didn't do what they needed to do. I mean, it would make sense if they're supposed to be like a mob, uh, that being the bloodline, which they kind of are. Um, if you don't get done what you need to get done, then there's going to be repercussions. There's going to be consequences. Um, that being said, you mentioned with the Usos and stuff like that, and, and Heyman's been teasing tension, which I like. It's been subtle, but you know, it's not like Roman's come out and completely gone off on these two for losing the tag team titles. They're still in pursuit of getting those belts back. We're not getting the rematch at the pay-per-view. We're getting a six-man tag team match at the pay-per-view that was made official on Monday's Raw. Because um, we got Solo and Riddle last week on SmackDown. I was I was very surprised they gave that away in such short notice because that feels like a pay-per-view match to me. It was a good match. But it was announced on SmackDown, not tomorrow as we speak right now, but next Friday of the WWE Draft. We're getting that WrestleMania Night 1 rematch from WrestleMania 39 with Owens and Zayn defending the tag team titles against the Usos. Now, are you as worried as I am that we might be seeing a title change, or do you think that's just... Which is good, because if we're not, and they're playing into the fears, like, oh, the Usos might get the belts back. And I only say there's a chance they might get the belts back because they're going to Saudi Arabia next month. We'll talk about this in a moment, but they've rebranded the King of the Ring pay-per-view. Like, right after we wrapped up last week, they announced this. King and Queen of the Ring is now Knight of Champions, which in the past is typically featured every championship must be defended. And if Owens does not work the Saudi shows, Sammy does not work the Saudi shows, 
I don't know how you kind of work around that. I don't want to see them lose the championship so soon. It doesn't negate the moment at WrestleMania at all, but it would be kind of dumb to take the belt right off of them after three weeks. Um, are you as worried as I am that we might be seeing a short reign from Sammy and Kevin? Um, I think it's possible. I mean, I'm ready to laugh when Solo hits one of them with a spike and they win one, two, three. And <laughs> it's been happening a lot lately, yeah. I just, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm ready for that at this point, so I know it's going to happen. I'm already set it up for it. We'll hit the spike. Everyone will get pissed. Get a more heat, and we'll move on. Solo's been getting a lot of heat lately. Before we get to these, Alexis hates him. Alexis hates him, and Alexis. She even said on Monday she was talking to Dylan. She goes, "He's my favorite Bloodline member, and she loves Solo. She always has." But she goes, "Man, I just hate. I hate what he's doing right now. As far as like, she hates the fact that he keeps winning, and he's beating all of your favorites. He beat Rey Mysterio. He's beating Sami Zayn. He's beating Kevin Owens. He beat Matt Riddle last week on SmackDown. He's interfering in all these matches. I did hate what they did at WrestleMania with him. I thought that was lazy as fuck. The finish to the main event. I agree with that. But everything else, listen, it's called heat. It's called heat, pal. What am I bully right now? It's all. It's all about the heat. And I think they're doing a good job of getting heat on the bloodline. Uh, the baby faces did stand tall on Monday, so it's not like Owen, Zayn, and Riddle have got their asses handed to them every single week. Um, Solo's been on a tear, though. I feel like his ceiling is uh, is limitless, in my opinion. No, yeah, I think I I I, I mean I I think the point is like people get mad, but that's the point. Like you're supposed to be pissed at at, at Solo, so I think in his role he's done well. Like you said, they didn't stand tall at the end of Raw, but I mean. It is, like, people complain about, like, oh, they have no heat. Like, he's a heel. He's supposed, like, people are supposed to hate him. Yeah, and, like, no, he's got great heat. Like, yes, the WrestleMania finish was, like, literally Clash Champions 2.0, but, or not Clash of Champions, Castle, uh, what the fuck was Oh, that Clash of the Castle, yeah. Clash of the Castle, but I don't know, like, he's supposed, like, you're supposed to hate him, so. I like that he's kind of, like, the face right now with Roman gone, like, him and Heyman, like you said, like, Heyman's like, oh, like, me and Solo and all, and the Usher's like, what the fuck, so, I mean, I like it. You you texted me something interesting the other day saying that you can't wait for what was it? Solo turning on the Usos? You think that's the next thing? I can't wait. So you think that's the next step of the storyline? Not that it's happening tomorrow or in a month or whatever, but I feel like, I don't know, when, when do you think we get that? And do you think that's the end of the bloodline? Or do they continue on without the Usos or just Jay? Where do you think the bloodline storyline is going from here, regardless of what the championship and what role that plays in everything? Kid literally asked the hardest question ever, and I <laughs> try my best to answer it. Um, yep. I think with the problem with this whole bloodline, I just don't like. I feel like we don't know where it's going. But I, I like that though. But that's what makes it so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a turn's coming sooner rather than later. Okay. Um, but I mean, it really depends. Like, are we? I don't know. I feel like people are saying like, "Oh, maybe we'll get Roman and Jay at SummerSlam, so they'll be winning at Cody." So, like, are we, is Roman holding the bell for another year? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just say it's one of those things. It's like, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Like I said, or, like, Zayn and Owens retain, and then we get, like, the split quickly, like, in the next week or two. So, I feel like they've been teasing it enough that I think it'll happen sooner. But, like I said, are they not in the bloodline anymore? Like, do they eventually replace them with someone else like do they place them with other fi- members of the Samoan family like there's plenty of them so they could just pull them out of the woodworks I mean do they join Zane Zane's side and they do a war games in November like I feel like there's so many opportunities like I've seen so many things brought up I'm like that's a possibility like when's if like they add new members that because the family has like a thousand kids and 
you know, the Usos or Jay team up with Zane Owens and, and Riddle. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many opportunities. So I don't know what's going to happen next, but I mean, it has my interest. Do you think there's a possibility that the one of the next steps of the storyline could involve Jay Uso winning Money in the Bank? And this was a thought last year. It might have been two years ago from someone. I've seen it pitched before. When Sami Zayn actually could have won it and didn't. Do you think there's a chance that maybe Jay Uso could win Money in the Bank? And not to say that he'll cash in successfully or cash in at all, but they could tell the story that he might cash in on Roman and Roman's going to kind of have to watch his back. I mean... Would you want to see that? Yes. You would? Okay, interesting. You're asking the wrong person, though. I'm a huge Jey Uso mark. No, no, so. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just curious, like, what your thoughts on it are. That's all. I think it would be a cool idea. Like you said, like, especially, like, if they keep teasing the tension, like, oh, Roman's not happy with you. It's like, oh, Roman's not happy with me? Well, guess what? Like, I'm a second away from Roman being vulnerable and taking the belt. Like, I don't know. I think that would be pretty cool. Like, it could, like, it's like a chip, like, it's like a chip on his shoulder, like, uh, don't mess with me because I have this that could take your belt away from you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Roman can be pissed at us, whatever, but like, I'm here. Like, I have this. Like, he can be mad all he wants, but like, he just get like, if he turns on me, like, I have this and I can take the belts off him. There's also the option, as other people have kind of brought up, and I'm not, I'm more in favor of the J thing because I think that creates more intrigue than this happening. But what about Solo being the one to not only turn on Roman, but take the championships from Roman? Now, I'll just preface it by saying this. I'm actually not a fan of that idea, and maybe I would feel differently in six months. I always say that, because my mind changes like the fucking weather. I'm like Vince McMahon. Maybe my mind would change. As it currently stands, I don't like that, because one, I don't think he's ready. And two, I just feel like if anyone from the bloodline was taking the bell, and I think Solo is more of a main eventer than Jay, but I just think Jay would make for a better moment. Um, I think with... The solo thing, it's too much like the Batista Wardlow formula where, like, the big heavy turns on the leader. I think Jay just makes more sense. I mean, we already had Sammy turn on the bloodline. You can have Solo and Jay turn on him separately. That just doesn't make sense. So, um, I'm not too much of a fan of that idea, but I wanted to get your two cents. Yeah, I think if I would want, I mean, like I said, you're asking the wrong person again, but, um, I, I mean, I think realistically, like, Obviously, we saw that thing that they posted a couple of weeks ago before Mania, like the whole bloodline thing. Like, it started with Jay. So, like, long-term storytelling, like, Jay theoretically would be the one to take the belt off Roman. Like, technically, I mean, that's how it started. Like, I don't know. I feel like it makes sense in that aspect. Do I? Like you said, I, not that I see Jay as, like, world champion, but I think he's more ready for, like, a short run than, than Solo is. I like Solo, but I feel like... He would have to break off from Roman, and you'd have to put Heyman with him. Like, Solo can't talk, so no. it's like, I feel like you, like, I think Jay's good enough on the mic, like, you could have a short reign, and make sense, like I said, like, the Bloodline story started with him and Roman, like, it would make sense, but if anyone from the Bloodline was going to beat Roman, it would, I think it would have to be him. Are you at all confident still that Cody Rhodes will be the one to ultimately take the championship, or championships off of Roman Reigns, or are you not so sure at this point? I'm honestly not sure at this point. After watching the Dusty documentary and he mentioning the chase, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Cody gonna... <laughs> I heard a lot of talk about that, yeah. I'm like, is Cody going to lose like five times to Roman and just never beat him? I honestly think there's a better chance that like Roman loses the belt. Like kind of like what you had mentioned, like Roman loses the belt to someone else and like the WWE Championship comes its own thing and then he beats someone for it. I just, I don't trust him at this point that he's beating Roman. So I'm just, I don't know. I think he should beat Roman or be one of the people in line to beat Roman. I just don't 
The more and more I think about it, I just don't think it's going to happen. I just like you, feel- said, you said it a hundred times, and it makes so much sense. Like, if you were going to do it, WrestleMania made the most sense, and they didn't do it. So it's like, I don't have faith in them to, now to like do it correctly. So I just don't think it's going to happen. Maybe I'm just, like, setting myself up to if he beats him, I'll be happy. But I don't know. I just feel like the, if he was going to beat him and there's no better opportunity, like, and I just, I don't know. I just don't trust him at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're very... It's it's always been this way. It's very bipolar booking. I mean, you can trace examples of that. Thirty years, dude. I mean, go back to SummerSlam with Lex Luger. Like the time to put the championship on the guy would have been at SummerSlam '93, literally thirty years ago. And they didn't because they wanted to do it at WrestleMania. Um, and then when it came time for Mania to do it, they had him win the Rumble with Bret Hart because they were also kind of teetering on Bret Hart maybe doing it, and Bret Hart ended up being the more popular one. That ended up being the right choice, and I think Luger, the fact he's not in the Hall of Fame is comical. Um, despite the stuff he's been involved in in his personal life, it feels like he's cleaned stuff up. That's besides the point. My point is, is that anything can change over the course of a couple months. I've said this ad nauseum, like you said, and I'll say it one more time. In, in six months, he may not be the shiny new toy anymore as Cody Rhodes. It might be someone else. People might get sick of seeing Cody Rhodes in the main event. That being said, it's been a month, or it's been two, three weeks. This isn't like a a litmus test for how over how over he's going to be in six months. I will say I'm impressed, though. Not that I expected people to stop caring about Cody Rhodes coming out of WrestleMania, but I was worried that in this Brock Lesnar feud, as we transition over to this, that people would favor Brock over Cody. Not that Brock's coming out there and getting booed. He's been on one show and he did fucking nothing on Monday. <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of teased, oh, he's going to explain his actions. He didn't say anything. It was just Cody, which was kind of a disappointment. Uh, but Cody was still out there last week and this week, and I think you mentioned this when we spoke last week, still getting great reactions. Now, I would disagree with, I think you may have mentioned this, I know it was Paul Heyman that said this, that he's more over now than before WrestleMania. That I don't agree with. Um, I still think he's as over, which is great. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. It's more a matter of how he's going to maintain that popularity going forward. So the Brock and Cody stuff so far has been well done. I didn't love, I didn't like the initial angle because I was a mark and I'm like, I just want to be sent home happy. And they just gave us the fucking middle finger to end that post-WrestleMania Raw two weeks ago. Um, but so far, so good as far as building up the match, the feud. I'm still skeptical that Cody's going to win a backlash. I don't even think he necessarily needs to. But if he goes in there and loses in five minutes, I don't think that's... I don't think that's ideal. And we'll talk about backlash predictions in two weeks. Um, but just talk about the Cody thing and how you think he's been maintaining his popularity and, and where you see him going going forward as far as the Brock Lesnar stuff goes. No, I think it's so far it's been good. I think, like you said, I think Raw was good for him this week. And I, the crowd is really behind him. I, like you said, I do fear that they eventually will turn on him. Um, but, but I think what they've done with him has been good besides him not winning at Mania, but... I don't know if he needs to win at Backlash. I just feel like if he doesn't, like we're not getting him in Roman at, at, at SummerSlam. I just, but like I said, maybe that's not where they're going with this. So it's it's really hard to say. But I think it's been good. I think Brock had a, a little different look, so maybe he's trying to like maybe embrace the heel a little bit more. Like he had like the long trench coat. He looked like Trish Stratus. They yeah, they, they had matching outfits on Monday. Yeah. They literally like called each other. I mean, they're both <laughs> Canadian, so it makes sense. But um, down to the cowboy hat too. Seriously, um, all Brock was missing was the boobs out, but uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I think it was a good, like I said, just a little change, I mean, it made him look more healy or more like an asshole, so I like that part, and Cody looked like the baby, like the good, like, hard baby face, so I think what they've done with him as well, I just think 
if you lose the Brock, I mean, how like how would you get a shot at, at Roman? I mean, maybe he wins Money in the Bank. I don't think he needs that, but maybe that's another alternative. But we'll see. I'm fine with him not necessarily winning at Backlash, provided that he's made to look good in defeat, or it's a non-finish. I mean, that's what I would prefer. I think having him lose two big matches on two straight shows is dumb to me. Um, as long as the feud is extended. I'm fine with them dragging this out another month. The feud just started doing a month-long program with Cody and Brock. That's a pretty big rivalry. So to rush it in a month is not ideal. Um, they got big stadium shows for the rest of the summer. They're going to be in Saudi next. And you know Brock's going to be on the Saudi show, the Saudi Prince. I, I don't think Brock has missed a Saudi show yet. So I'm sure he'll be on that show. Uh, doing him and Cody there in like a no-holds-barred street fight, steel cage, whatever. And having Cody win there in like a brutal fight, I think that'd be great. I'm just, I don't know. By WWE logic, is not everyone beats Brock. Brock has lost a lot since coming back, but he's only really lost. Like, Cody's not a small guy, but he's also not the biggest guy. He's not as big as Drew or Bobby or Roman. These are primarily people that Brock Lesnar loses to. I, I just. He did lose to Seth. You're right. He lost to Seth twice, actually, so. It's not impossible, and he obviously lost to Eddie Guerrero 15 years ago with help from Goldberg, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think they I think they still believe enough in Cody that I don't think he his push will die down at all. I'm just more so worried about, like you said, the fan aspect of it as far as will fans turn on him. I think the company still believes in him. I think they can just get more out of a Cody-Roman feud, but I think we can both agree they should have just done it at WrestleMania, especially to end this part-time nonsense with the world title when you have a brand split coming up and you don't even have a world champion. I mean, they're going to probably draft Roman back to SmackDown, which is fine, um, <clears throat> but it doesn't even matter when you have one world championship that is never really... Not that it's not defended, but it's not doesn't really have a presence on the show when it's not 19-fucking-75 with Bruno San Martino anymore. I hate that argument. It's not the same thing. Um, I, I just don't think it's an ideal situation right now. Yeah, I think it's just also tough, like you said, with the fan aspect. It's like, I feel like Cody could get to the point that, like, he's, people are feeling like he is, uh, how to try to Like, fatigued this. by him, you mean? Not even fatigued, but, like, he feels, like, more like, oh, this is what the company wants. Yeah. It's not, like, organic, and then, like, there is a, like I said, there is a story there with, like, the bloodline itself, so, like, maybe more people be like, oh, no, Cody shouldn't be the one, like, Yep. Someone in the bloodline should be the one to beat Roman because, like, there is an actual story there. The company just wants Cody to win, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think the longer you push it out, there's a, I mean, obviously, there's just a lot bigger chance that people turn on Cody. So, I mean, but like I said, if they were going to do it, I feel like, I just, we go back to the same thing. It should happen at Mania, so... That's why I just feel like it's not going to happen. We'll assess again after SummerSlam or Mania 40 or Mania 2028 when Rowan finally loses and, and Cody's like 45 years old. Um, we'll assess again. I I maintain, I, I don't know anything for a fact, but I think it would be close to a fact that it will not mean as much when it does happen. If, if it happens with Cody at all, then it would have at WrestleMania. I stand by that. And again, I, I acknowledge that I could be wrong and that I could end up being with egg on my face, and I will be the first one to tell you, listen, I was fucking wrong. I just don't see that being the case because I just feel like WrestleMania was the right time to do it. Um, listen, maybe they do it at Night of Champions. Night of Champions, which was, as I mentioned earlier, formerly the king and queen of the ring pay-per-view, now is now Night of Champions. Now a couple things. I don't know if they're still doing the tournament on that show. None of these websites, from what I've seen, like PW Insider and Fightful reported about this a week ago after we you know, got stopped after we finished recording. They didn't mention 
<clears throat> if they were still doing the tournaments on that show. Just because it's not called King and Queen of the Ring doesn't necessarily mean that they're not doing the tournaments. Uh, the whole, to me, and it's not that big of a deal, but the whole appeal of having the show be called King and Queen of the Ring or just King of the Ring was the fact that we were getting a King of the Ring pay-per-view back for the first time in over 20 years. And now that's not the case anymore. I don't know if that's a Vince call. I mean, there wasn't really much explanation on the WWE side of things. Now, a big reason for that could be because that Saturday, when that pay-per-view happens, it's the day before Double or Nothing, May 27th, is the day Roman Reigns hits a thousand days as Universal Champion. I mean, WWE Champion, it's, it's not the same thing. But he hits a thousand days as Champion. So, on the King of the Ring stuff first, before we get to the actual show, do you think they'll still hold the tournament? Do you miss the tournament? Do you want them to do it? Like, what are your thoughts on that change? Because it was kind of disappointing to me personally. I think they'll still do it. I mean, I saw some people said, like, oh, they just change it just because, like you said, it is a thousand days, nine of champions. I mean, I get to a point. Not that I, I wouldn't say I miss it per se, because I feel like whoever used to win it was just like, oh, they're king, whatever that. Like, they never really, like, the last couple of years they've done it, they haven't really utilized it correctly. Like, whoever won is like, oh, I'm king. And, like, the, the gimmick sucks. So, mm-hmm. like, they had King Woods and King Sheamus and King Corbin. Corbin and Kane, Queen Zelina, like, it didn't do anything for their career, so, if, if they're gonna push them, like, or they get something out of it, like, when Brock Lesnar won King of the Ring, he went on to SummerSlam and faced The Rock, like, there should be something, like, actual stakes, not just like, I'm a king now, this is dumb. Yeah, no, I'm hoping, again, we don't know how much influence Vince has on creative at this point. We know he loves his royal gimmicks. We've seen that with a lot of people, as you mentioned. King Booker was probably the only person in the last 20 years to take that king gimmick and really make the most of it and become a world champion again out of it in WWE. Everyone else, it was more of a hindrance than a help for the most part. Wade Barrett with the fucking plunger, oh my god. Like, you can go down the list as far as the people whose careers, that it didn't kill necessarily, but it certainly did not help them. Uh, I I do hope they bring it back. I hope they take it more seriously. And I'm not even saying that they should devote an entire pay-per-view to it. I I would hope it would be called King of the Ring, but I'm pretty sure with that King of the Ring show in 02 specifically, they didn't have the whole tournament on that show. I'm pretty sure they had the semifinals and the finals, and not just the finals. And I know it was Brock and RVD in the the finals. I feel like they did do the semifinals on that show as well. I don't remember. But that's all you really needed, and maybe they'll still do that. I don't know. But we'll see. Um... I do hope they still do the tournament on that show. They did crown their king and queen in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel in 2021, so it would be fitting if they did it again in 2023. But like you said, it's Night of Champions, Roman's 1,000th day as champion. Uh, Does he defend on that show, you think? I mean, you kind of have to. I know it's a Saudi show, but it's also like we heard before WrestleMania that Roman might be going away for a while. We haven't seen him since then after WrestleMania two and a half weeks ago. He's obviously not going to be a backlash, and that's fine. He didn't work the post-WrestleMania show. Actually, he did work the post-WrestleMania show last year. He worked the six-man at WrestleMania backlash because we were there. He didn't defend, but he was there. He's not a backlash this year. Um, I assume he's on that show, and if he is defending as he... Why the fuck would you... If, it's, if it falls on the day, why would you not have him defend that day? That makes no sense. It's got to be intentional, because why else would you do the show that day and not, like, the following weekend that isn't Double or Nothing weekend? I feel like they did it that day for a reason. Um, who do you think he faces? Oh, Jesus. I've, uh, I've got one name in mind, but I'm curious who you think. I think I heard you say Bobby, which, I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, there's not, like, anyone that, like, there's not, honestly, there's no one, like, who are, like, clear-cut right now. I mean, him or, I would say probably... Since especially since they're not doing anything, I'd probably see either Bobby or Seth. 
Um, but I, I'd probably go with one of them. Yeah, well, that, that was, yeah. I was going to say my number one name is Rollins. Uh, Lashley is two. I mean, he is busy with Bronson. I mean, they could finish that in, in a couple of weeks. They could be done with that before the pay-per-view. Cody is my third name. Not that I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. I do not want to see it on that show. I think doing the rematch in Saudi Arabia, especially if Cody wins on the thousandth day, I mean, I just, I wouldn't do that. I would do it at, at, at SummerSlam, if anything. Um, I, I would prefer WrestleMania, but that's a year away, and I just don't want Roman as champion for another year, just for the sake of being champion for a year. I wouldn't. I mean, anyone saying, "Oh, MSG," they're not going to MSG. They're not. I mean, they might be doing a. Are they, I don't. They haven't done a pay per view there in in a long time. They've done Raws and Smackdowns. I don't want Roman's reign ending on fucking Raw after like a thousand plus days. I mean, it's got to be on a big pay per view with a big build. <coughs> None of this shit where it's at a house show in MSG. None of that crap. Um, I, I, Cody, I think would be a bad idea. I think they're doing Cody and Brock anyway, as they should, in my opinion. Um, to me, it's Rollins. I think Lashley would be cool and all. I just feel like Rollins is hotter right now. Lashley's popular and all, but Rollins has literally nothing to do. Lashley's at least busy with the Bronson thing. Rollins is completely fucking free. I do not want him going back after the United States title. I guess the IC title is an option. I don't even want him beating Gunther, so I don't like that option either. He wouldn't beat Roman, but the whole point of the Roman program is that Roman never beat him on pay-per-view. They told that whole story going into the Royal Rumble last year, and then Rollins won again by DQ this time, so I I feel like he got to do the match. I was honestly kind of sad going into Mania this year thinking Cody was going to win. I would still put the belt on Cody, but I was kind of sad thinking, wow, they never actually did the Rollins rematch, and that's a bummer. I feel like this is their chance. I feel like that would be the perfect main event for that show, and I know you would, like you said, I think you would agree. Yeah, I think he's one of the names that makes sense. So, I mean, I would do it. Like I said, he's spinning his wheels right now. He doesn't really have a direction. So, I mean, that's probably the direction I would go in because besides them, I mean, I did see someone say, like, you could do somehow. I mean, not that I really want to see this, but, like, maybe somehow you do, like, Cody and Brock versus Roman and be like, oh, Heyman said that Brock took out Cody that you get a title shot. I don't really want to see that. Mm -hmm. So... I'd rather just get Seth or Bobby. Yeah, I was thinking at one point a triple threat would be cool, but then I forgot that until you just said it that Brock can't get another match, and they established that the night after WrestleMania. So yeah, yeah. but you could do something that he said, like you yeah, could yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, Heyman said that if I beat up beat Cody up I, or whatever, like I can get a title shot. Yeah, no, I I hate when they go back and stuff like that, especially if Brock's not gonna win. I don't like that, and he shouldn't win anyway. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he should win anyway. That would be awful. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't do that because then it's another loss for Cody, and it's like I would just—he should win it one on one anyway. Roman, if he when he loses those belts, he needs to be fucking pinned. None of the shit where he's undefeated for like ten years, but he loses. Like no, it doesn't matter if he—he he hasn't been unpinned his entire career. He can lose the belts by getting pinned. Like let's let's stop this. Um, so yeah, I don't like that idea. I just admit, what if it's like Omos or someone like that? I wouldn't be surprised. Stop. <laughs> I'm, I don't want even. I don't even want to put that out there. You just did. Yeah, I guess I did. Uh, hopefully Vince doesn't listen to the show. But yeah, I think Rollins would make the most sense, and uh, that's the match that I would do personally. So back to Raw. I was going to mention this earlier when you mentioned her, but Trish Stratus appeared on Raw this week explaining her actions. Becky tweeted earlier in the day, "I won't be at Raw tonight." She lost her check mark. I mean, everyone's losing their check mark today. I think I saw, but um, I think she changed her profile picture. And if you do that, then you lose your check mark or you did I don't know it was very confusing people thought she might be oh she pissed is she leaving the company no I think she's just her I think she's playing into it a lot like Drew did when Drew's contract is said to be up he 
uh, blacked out his whole profile picture and his header and stuff like that. He's not, Drew's not going anywhere, I don't think. Drew's not going anywhere. Um, so I, I, I think that's all part of the storyline. But Trish Stratus was on Raw this week explaining her actions for why she betrayed Becky. It all made sense. I thought it was a pretty good promo. I wasn't a big fan of the, the, the can piped in booze and stuff, and the what chants are awful. Um, but I thought the actual promo was good. No interruptions, just out there explaining her actions, and it was a straight-up promo, and she had kind of a, a slightly new look, and I thought she handled herself well, and I'm looking forward to heel Trish being back. I thought this was well done. Yeah, no, I thought this was great for Trish. I think, like you said, we haven't seen her heel in a long time. I thought it was good here. I like how Becky was on the show. I think, not that she's overexposed, but I feel like if someone is injured, like Rollins was on last week's show, it was kind of refreshing, so... Honestly, I think if they could do that a little bit more, maybe make everyone seem a little bit more special. I mean, when you're on the show every week, it's kind of like, how can I miss if you don't go away? So I think it was nice that she got her moment here, was interrupted by Becky or anything like that. Kind of explained her actions, and it made sense. And like I said, she had a new look, looked great. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. And like I said, I think it's nice that she got out there and wasn't like interrupted like what normally happens. We have two Raws left. We have this coming Monday and then the draft show the Monday after that. We talked about this a bit last week, but I mean, I think it's too soon to do it at Backlash, right? I mean, Trisha also did explain during her promo that, to no one's surprise, she was the one who attacked Lita backstage. Now, it doesn't make sense why she would want to team with Becky because like she was facing Liv and Raquel. It's not like she never tagged in. Like She was clearly trying to win for her team, so that was a little odd explanation, but you know they tried... So she did mention that she attacked Lita last week. I would do that match at Backlash, honestly. I could see Lita being on the show on Monday, and then they do that match at Backlash. And if not, maybe in Saudi Arabia, because Becky's apparently hurt right now with a foot injury. Um, so if she's out for a couple of weeks, if not a month, I think you could set that up for the Saudi Arabia show or in London. I think that you can get a couple months out of this, honestly. Um, but I think doing Trish and Lita first, it won't be on the same level of their matches from 15, 20 years ago obviously, just based on Lita's recent in-ring performances. But I think that'd be the right direction to go, and maybe for Backlash, where I don't know if Lita has... I think she has more history in Mexico than Puerto Rico. Um, obviously not the same thing. I don't want to just generalize it, but I think that would be cool to see Lita back in Mexico, or, no, I'm sorry, not back in Mexico, back in Puerto Rico, facing Trish one more time, and Trish wins, and she gets a win under her belt before she goes on to face Becky at some point. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the right kind of direction to go in. Um... I would hold off Becky and and Trish till Detroit and SummerSlam. I think it makes the most sense. So doing Trish and Lita first, good. Get Trish more over and then off to ter- Detroit. And you do Becky and, and Trish in Detroit. And it's also close to Toronto where Trish is from. So there you go. Do you think we could even get a Trish and Bianca match out of this where Becky comes back and costs her the championship? I mean, that could be a nice... I mean, I know Bianca wouldn't be the focal point in that story, but it's a match you could do on pay-per-view between now and then to stretch out the storyline. Yeah, you could do that like Money in the Bank if you yeah, wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah, just an idea because Bianca's kind of a... Not an afterthought right now, but again, she's another one kind of spinning her wheels. She's doing the EO Sky thing, which is fine. She has direction in that sense, but... I don't know, she's another one where I felt like her time to kind of move on from this current chapter would have been at WrestleMania by losing there, and she didn't, so I don't know what they have in mind, if anything. Uh, Mentioning, you know, WrestleMania wins and whatnot, we talked about this briefly before we hit record here, and I mentioned this on Twitter, and I want to get your thoughts as a fellow theory advocate, because I think we both think, well, Mark, if we're being honest, I think we both feel like he has a lot of potential to be a top talent in this company. 
the booking without doing a, a, an entire thesis on this to me just doesn't make sense between the money the bank cash in thing and then the WrestleMania build with Cena which was not that great at all he beat Cena which again I'm not I don't want to sound like oh I'm always complaining like oh we wanted I'm still complaining I just don't think that program did anything for Theory and I'm not in the building every week but I feel like Theory is less over now than he was a month ago and I know he has no direction so that might be part of the problem and he got good heat when I was on the post WrestleMania Raw. Uh, he, he faced Ray on that show. He got decent heat there after beating Cena the night before. I just don't feel like for a guy that has beaten as many legends as he has in the last couple of months, including two Hall of Famers, he's as over as he should be. And I'm not saying that's his fault. Maybe it is his fault. People have said, oh, it's because he's not a star. Well, that's not my opinion, but if that's your opinion, that's fine. What do you attest that to? Um, It's tough. I think his biggest problem since like kind of switching gears with his new character. I feel like he's just never really been the focal point of what's going on. I mean, Survivor Series is more of like, he was in there with Bobby and Seth, but I feel like he was just kind of the afterthought and like got like a cheap win there. Royal Rumble, he was in the Royal Rumble match, did nothing really of importance, didn't win. Uh, Elimination Chamber was more about Logan and Seth setting up their match and he just like got the cheap victory there. Cena buried him on Raw and he just beat Cena in like a eh match. And then Suns hasn't done anything, and now it seems like he's, like, in this Bronson and Bobby feud. I just think it's just he's not really been the focal point. He's just kind of been, like, the backseat to all this stuff. So he just doesn't feel as special as he should. I mean, not that I think he needs a group or, like, needs – I think he just needs something to make him feel bigger. I don't know what it is, but, like, maybe it is putting him, like, just, like, making him seem more important, just, like, making him the focal point. When you're just, like, the backseat driver, it's – no one cares. I feel like that's what the biggest problem is. Well, I think he just needs direction, honestly, and I feel like the Cena feud should have been that. I'm not even saying that Cena's the problem here, but he showed up for one fucking Raw, completely obliterated theory, and as we've talked about, I don't think it was worth it, because he beat him, sure, but he beat him in the most anticlimactic fashion possible. The match wasn't that great, and I, I feel like people are going to forget about that in a month. The win over Cena should, fe- should feel like something you can brag about forever. But I don't feel like that's worth bragging about at all. I mean, I know he's mentioned it once or twice since then, but it was not an important enough program to really justify him feeling like a star or feeling like it elevated the championship. The championship just feels like an afterthought right now. It's the complete opposite of the Intercontinental title, which like headlines most SmackDowns and Gunther's like protected and everything. Not that Theory's not Theory is not lost in five months, but it doesn't feel like it at all. It's very weird. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully the draft is kind to him. Maybe he goes to SmackDown, they switch the championships, or he just stays on Raw and gets more focus coming out of the draft. I don't know. I just I feel like we are in the minority of people who are theory fans, marks, whatever you want to call it, advocates. I'm not saying he's he's the greatest thing going today, but I just feel like they could be doing more with him. And it's weird to say because he's currently a champion and an important champion to that, especially at a time where the world title on Raw is absent and there is no top title on Raw right now. It's very weird how they're handling handling that championship at the time being. Uh, as we transition over to Dynamite, or AEW rather, first, before we even get to Dynamite, we're not doing a full-on review. It was not the greatest show. I do want to talk about two things from Dynamite. The big thing from AEW, though, had nothing to do with Wednesday's show. It had to do with what I mentioned earlier, the news of a potential CM Punk Saturday show AEW brand split. And they all kind of go hand in hand. Now, I know you weren't uh, completely aware of the rumors before I had tweeted about it a week ago. But the rumor is is that AEW is indeed debuting a new Saturday show. It was something that was discussed, has apparently been greenlit according to credible sources, uh, Andrew Zarian, among other people, saying that they are doing a Saturday show on Saturday nights from 8 to 10. It's going to be preempted a lot, apparently, on TNT. 
Um, and not only that, but they're doing a brand split, which they have enough people for, but it's a very divisive issue. Uh, CM Punk would be the head of that show, and they were already planning... So, here's the thing. They're not making a show for CM Punk. That's kind of the misconception here. They're not making the show for Punk, but it does sound like the brand split wasn't something originally um, that was the idea, but that is now the idea because they might want to separate Punk from the rest of the roster, and they don't want him working with the Elite, so they're going to give him his own little platform. Now, I just think... In a nutshell, before I throw it to you, I mentioned this on Wednesday. I think that's a very dumb, stupid fucking idea. Because it's bound to backfire eventually. They're going to have to work together or cross paths at some point. Um, I think having another show, honestly, is an awful idea. It's great that Warner Brothers has a great relationship with AEW, and that means they're not going anywhere. I can't stomach another show on Saturdays alone. I mean, that's just ridiculous. When Rampage already means nothing. Uh, I'm glad seeing Punk's coming back, don't get me wrong. I'm a punk mark till the day I die, but... Uh, I just think that avoiding the issue by having them not confront each other, and I, I heard they're going to be apologizing to each other soon or having a meeting or something, reportedly, a backstage meeting. That's great. But to not have them interact on the show at all, or just to separate them for the sake of like, all right, we won't have you interact at all because you're not friends, especially with two top talent. I'm sure it's happened in WWE before, but with top talent like that, I just feel like, especially when the locker room is already a civil war backstage from what it sounds like, I feel like that's a really dumb idea. Yeah, I'm not in favor of, like, another show. I mean, they already have two on top of the two YouTube shows on top of Ring of Honor. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're really that worried about it, making another show, just put more emphasis to Rampage. I mean, I, I and like you said, I don't think if the point is to split him up from them, I feel like that just sets a terrible precedent. Like, oh, if you don't get along with people, it'll just put you on this one show. Like, so they're eventually going to have to, like, cross paths, like, which is going to face the same people all the time, and they will never get anything new, so... Also, are you going to get another world title, another, like, what's going to happen with the title and stuff like that? So, I'm against it. I mean, it's not, like you said, I think it's it's nice they have a good relationship with the network, but I just think it's a terrible idea. I just don't think it's a good idea to be putting Punk... I mean, listen, I think, if anything, looking at the positives here, aside from the relationship that they apparently have with uh, Warner Brothers, which is great, Warner Brothers Media... I do think Punk coming back is a positive as far as the on-air product goes. I feel like they need more people like him. And if you're going to make that show must-see, I mean, listen, they put him on the second Rampage and it did over a million viewers. and never did that again, but Rampage, they kind of had a soft brand split early on there with Punk where he kind of wrestled on Rampage a lot for like the good month or two that he was in AEW. A lot of his matches happened there and then he just never showed up again because the show lost importance after like three months. Um, but I do feel like if he, if anyone's going to be the face of that show, Punk is the right person for that. I, I just don't know if that's the smartest decision. Do you think though, and I'm in favor of it if they do it the right way, because WWE just never has, and I'm a big brand split person. Do you think doing a brand split, putting the backstage issues aside with Punk is the right call with as many people as they have? Because I, I mentioned it before we hit record here. They hire week after week new people and all these people are talented. They just have no place to put them. And that's even with Ring of Honor. A lot of these people are in Ring of Honor, and there's still not enough TV time, including Rampage and the Dark shows. Uh, I'm not opposed to a brand split, so what are your thoughts on it? I'm not, like, opposed to it per se. I just feel like they already have so much TV. I just don't think it's necessary. And yes, they have a lot of talent, but that's their problem. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. Think brand split's going to help. Like I said, they already have two shows already, plus the two YouTube shows, plus Ring of Honor. Plus this new show, like, how many, like, 
Tony's going to be like in a fucking insane asylum in a week. I mean, how much TV can the guy possibly do? I just, I think technically, yes, because they have so much talent, but they also sign everyone under the sun for no reason and then do nothing with them. That's, I mean, that's their own problem. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Commander become All Elite last night. Uh, I think he's a talented guy. I know you're not much of a fan, but it's like, all right, what do you do with them now? I mean, they just signed Jay White. They signed a, bu- a bunch of other people recently. I don't know, man. I just feel like I love their roster, but I just feel like we barely see most of these people, so a lot of them don't feel important. And they also put the same people on the show most weeks, and then we don't see them for like a good month or two. That's another recurring issue that we've discussed ad nauseum as well. Yeah, but I just feel like I said, I feel like they just have so much talent, so much talent in their say of like people that that's what happens. Listen, I'm willing to give it a chance. I think Tony Khan being a sports guy, a wrestling guy, could do a brand split properly. I think having a book all the shows is really fucking dumb. I, I don't think he trusts anyone else with that job, which you got to get over it. Um, I know Vince McMahon would oversee everything. I'm not saying he can't oversee everything. I just think, I'm not even saying you need writing teams, but I think if he hasn't already, he needs to delegate. Okay, whoever's doing the Saturday show, please put up the format and let me just oversee it and, and I'll make changes when necessary. I think that's what he needs to do. It sounds like he's writing every match for fucking Dark and stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong. But it sounds like he he books everything for Ring of Honor. He like gets a little napkin, books all of his matches for Dark and Elevation. I just think that's really dumb because then, then he doesn't give enough attention to the shows that actually matter. So but the thing is, like you say, you have confidence in him, but they can't even run two shows correctly, let alone three now. That's the problem I have. It's like if Rampage was decent, like okay, but it's like a, literally a waste of a show. I no, mean, I also that's another issue. Rampage should have been that show. I don't think it was. I'll put it this way: I, it was never going to be a second like the SmackDown to Dynamite's Raw being at 10 p.m. on a Friday. That yeah, was never going to happen. On a Saturday nights, the, the, I mean, I feel like that's even a worse time slot. It's better than 10, 10 p.m. on a Friday. I think it's so dumb because it's right after SmackDown. I do not want to watch any more wrestling. I have not watched Rampage live in, in probably close to a year. I would be more privy to watching 8 to 10 wrestling on... At least me. Again, this is purely my opinion, but I think 8 to 10 is a more primetime slot than 10 p.m. on a Friday. And if it's, it's two more hours, prime time, but then you're also running against other pro- like yeah, no, I agree. Like, but sports and stuff like that. I mean, they're going to get like preempted. That's that's yeah, it's not smart. And then they're going to be at four o'clock on on Wednesdays at some point. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think they need another show. I think if they just put enough focus on Rampage, I mean, like I said, the time slot sucks. But depending on how successful it could be, I feel like they they sounds like they have a good deal with Warner. So like they could change the time. I feel like they could change the time if they needed to. No, listen, I agree. I'm just saying that if they were to do a brand split, I give them confidence as far as that goes. I don't think they should have another show. Let me just make that perfectly clear. I don't think it's necessary. They have enough shows as it is. There's enough wrestling out there as it is. More shows is not the problem. More platforms. It's called using your talent properly and trimming the fat. They have like over 100 and something people on their active roster. If you go to Wikipedia or their main roster page right now. And you've been through the page before looking at, all right, they can cut this person. And a lot of these people are already in Ring of Honor and they still have too many people because a lot of these people make dual appearances. That's the problem. It's not like we have a different crew on Fridays or on Rampage. It's a lot of the same people and a lot of the same storylines that aren't very good. That's the problem. So I, I don't know if running a separate show would be the would be the answer, especially with the punk, you know, drama and whatnot. Um I'll say give it a shot, but I'm not, you know, I don't I'm not saying it's gonna work. Um I do have faith that it might. I'm not saying it's the best idea, though. I just think doing another show is stupid. Put enough 
Like I said, though, if they're going to do another show, Scrap Rampage, but let's face it, they're not going to. Tony Khan has not gotten rid of anything yet in AEW as far as like, all right, if we're going to debut this show, we need to get rid of this one. That hasn't happened yet. He only adds to what he's already doing. And when you do that, you're kind of, again, you're you're putting less attention on everything else, especially when he writes all these shows. I just think that's bound to backfire eventually if it arguably hasn't already. Um, But as far as Dynamite goes, as we wind down here, two big things from the show. Uh, We have a Four Pillars tournament announced even though it's only three pillars competing in it, so that's kind of silly. The winner will get a AEW World Championship shot at double or nothing. We had Sammy Guevara and Jack Perry in the main event last night. Sammy won by countout with help from MJF. Winner faces Darby Allin next week with it being a bye. I thought that was silly. Um, You're actually in favor of them doing what they're doing here, a one-on-one match at double or nothing. I think the four-way, they teased it so much, I'm just not sure why you wouldn't do that. I mean... I'm not even saying the four-way is the way to go. I think it's the way to go now because they've already teased it so much. But I think the tournament just makes it more convoluted. They should have just done a... If they're doing MJF and Darby Allen at the next pay-per-view, they should have done that from the get-go and not gotten Jack Perry and Sammy Guevara involved. That's my whole thing. But I want to get your two cents on it. Yeah, no, I think... I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think what we're presented, I mean... I'd rather see Darby and, and MJF one-on-one. I just feel like that makes more sense. I think Sammy was basically been doing nothing. And, I mean, Jungle Boy just beat Christian. But I just, I mean, I feel like it's, with him specifically, it's like every year, like, oh, we're going to give Jungle Boy a run. He's not going to beat MJF. So it's, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather, the, the back-and-forth promos, I think, have been better with Darby and MJF than, than Jungle Boy. I mean, the promo they had last night was abysmal between mm-hmm. the three of them. Um, I just feel like Jungle Boy, it's just, I don't even have anything, I don't even mind him, I just, I don't know, I think they think he's gonna, a bigger star than he really is, I think his mic works pretty bad, um, I don't know, I just don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth, I don't think he does either, um, I, I, I just, I just don't think I want to see him in MJF, so, I'm more down with Darby versus MJF than, and then Sammy's just kind of there, I guess, but, like you said, it doesn't really make sense to have a four-pillar tournament with with Darby getting a bye, like, couldn't someone else just face him? But Yeah, or just do a triple throw, but I know they want to stretch this out for television time. So, um, I don't know. I just think doing the, if you're going to tease all that, they've been teasing the four-way for weeks, and maybe they still do it, but it's like doing this whole tournament in the meantime is completely pointless that they promised one of them is getting a title shot, not three of them. And then, also, again, I, I love the idea of MJF and Darby running it back as their last match was great. Two things. One, like I just said, devote the entire build to that match as they did to their full gear match a couple of years ago and not waste, you know, put Sammy in there and Jack Perry for no reason and get people excited to see Jack face MJF even though we're not getting it, which I think is dumb if they don't do that. And two, I mean, we've discussed this before, but I want to gauge your interest all these months later. MJF's been champion now for five months, which is crazy to think about. It doesn't feel like it's been five months since he won it. I feel like Darby's a good person to beat MJF for that championship. I don't think it happens at double or nothing, though. Um, do you want to see Darby, not at double or nothing necessarily, but down the road, be the one to beat MJF? Has your mind changed as far as who you want to see be the one to take that belt from him? Is it Paige getting his win back or title back? Is it Adam Cole as a babyface getting the championship? Or is it someone else, or Wardlow even? Um, anyone come to mind for you or not yet? Um, not yet. I mean, I wouldn't have Darby win here. It's, I like MGF. I just don't think it's the right time to take the belt off him right now. But, I mean, it also... We don't really know what's going on with his contract. So, yeah, I mean, if he's technically 
the bidding war of 24 is legit, I mean, you probably have to take the belt off him sooner rather than later if he didn't resign. So, I mean, maybe maybe he does lose the belt here or maybe lose that all out or all in or full gear. But I, I don't think Darby should be the one to beat him. I'm not really quite sure. I think if Warlow lost here or lost last night, I think I'd probably be more inclined for him to, to face MJF and beat him. Um, but I just, I mean, I just don't think they really know what to do with, with, with the world love. So they just keep putting the belt back on a belt off. So I don't know yet, but it's not really one person screams like that's the person that should be MJF right now. Um, so I, I honestly don't know. I feel it like with Wardlow, it's like the Karate Kid where they go, oh, wax on, wax off, it's belt on, belt off, belt on, belt off, belt on. He's a three-time TNT champion as of last night, beating Powerhouse Hobbs after a month. Hobbs won the championship just over a month ago, maybe a six-week reign, if that, and he's no longer the champion. I love Wardlow. I think Hobbs is great. I think this feud has been a complete fucking waste of time. Um, I don't know why you bothered putting the belt on Hobbs. And again, it's not like, oh, just to give him a credit as a champion. Does it even mean anything if no one remembers your reign? It's like Scorpio Sky. He's a two-time champion. Does anyone give a shit? I mean, his reigns were terrible. He hasn't been on the show in a year. And I think he's been cleared forever. So, I mean, this is what I'm saying. I just don't think it was really worth it to waste a title reign for Hobbs, who I love and wanted to see him get more spotlight on a forgettable reign where he faced Silas Young and the Lucha Bros. Cool. On, on matches that no one gave a shit about on Rampage. Who cares? Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think it does... Wardlow damage, because it kind of goes back to the Cody thing you mentioned earlier, where it feels like they're shoving Wardlow down your throat. I don't know the AW audience would turn on him, because he got a pretty good reaction in Philly last night, so I'm not going to say, oh, he's going to get booed. He's not remotely as over as he was a year ago. They've completely butchered his push. I don't even know what you do with him as TNT champion. I know he's facing Christian Cage next. I guess, I mean... Or Luchasaurus. I mean, okay, I like fresh match. Okay, I guess Christian... Would lose? I don't But I'm not even convinced of that at this point because they've changed the title every fucking time, right? Yeah, I mean, this... I mean, it, it's tough, too, because I, like you said, I like both guys as well. I, I, I think Powerhouse has a, a unwieldy... Like, he just has so much potential. I mean, his look, his size, I mean... I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, being with QT, I mean, I'm not really sure why. I mean... That's another want- thing. Terrible. It's terrible. I mean, if that's just to get heat, I guess. But I think people like he was a heel before anyway. So I don't know. I really like Wardlow, but him coming back to smash the car last week was brutal. Just to set up this match, and he wins. I, I, I guess. I mean, I said this to you before. Then why would he lose? I just my point was I just didn't understand why he won the belt back from Joe just to drop it to Powerhouse just to win it back. I just I feel like it was just like. No, it accomplished absolutely nothing. Nothing, dude. and no one nothing. cares. And now, what do you do with Powerhouse? You're not going to see him on the show again. He'll be back on Rampage, if not in Ring of Honor or something. I guarantee you. I just, it just doesn't make any sense. Like you said, like to a point, I understand them doing a brand split, but it's just, it's also called just get rid of people. They just have so many people, but then they keep signing more people. So, I just, I really don't understand this booking wise. I thought, I mean. I think we said last week, I'm like, Powerhouse has to win, right? Like, what else are you going to do? And then Warlow beat him. And it's like, okay, is he like the new Cody? He's going to be with like Arn and shit? Like, yeah, I right. Don't know. I, did, I, I didn't love this. I like I like Powerhouse and I like Warlow. I just, I think Powerhouse should have won here. They're like, oh, he had such a dominant reign for a month. What? He had like three. He had one match on Dynamite. He beat Silas in a squash match last week. Everything else has been a rampage, which most people haven't seen. 
and then he loses here to to Wardlow. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. And like you said, for Wardlow, what's he going to do next? Beat up uh, 20 security guards again or face the firm or lose, beat Christian and Luchasaurus? Like, I feel like he's been champion so many times. Like, it's not like they're popping heels out to face him. I mean... I don't know. I, it was very confusing. I, I watched it this morning. I was just like, I, I guess. I, I just really didn't really have a, a thought because it just kind of caught me off surprise. Well, it's a lose-lose because even if Wardlow lost, we'd be sitting here saying the guy's a bum. Like, he just can't win. So I feel like both guys are in the same spot. No one really benefits. I mean, Hobbs even less so because at least Wardlow is somewhat over. Not that Hobbs isn't over, like, at all, but the QT Marshall shit is fucking Bush League bullshit doesn't help anybody, specifically him, with someone that has a lot of untapped potential, I think. Hasn't really been had a chance to showcase that. It's not like he's cut any promos on television. He's had the QTV crap or QT Marshall Talks Forum who will argue with you on Twitter if you call it bad or if you call he'll call you a mark or something. That's that's nice. I guess he's a heel, so I guess it makes sense. But the guy's just he has massive go away channel channel chan excuse me, channel changing heat with me personally. Uh, and he's always been that way, but um, yeah, Arn Anderson back to give QT Marshall DDT. Like, who cares? It's stupid. Like, I was just like, oh, come on, man, what are we doing here? If if Christian Cage puts over Wardlow, great. I wouldn't even complain if Christian Cage won the belt because at this point, everyone gets a fucking run. You get a run, I get a run. You might get a title shot next week on Dynamite. I heard Wardlow versus Mr. Marcel. I mean, at this point, why not? The title is so pointless. They have changed the hands so many times. I told you this before, but. Orange Cassidy, in the time that he's been All-Atlantic Champion, which I think is actually a fairly important title, as, as comical as that sounds, the matches that he's had and how often he's defended it, for as long as he's been the international champion, that is, um, the TNT title title has changed hands. Let's see, it changed hands at full gear. Uh, Darby Allen then won it from Joe. Joe won it from Darby. Warlow won it from Joe. Hobbs won it from... Beat Joe. Yep. Or Powers beat Wardlow, and then pa- Wardlow just beat Powerhouse back. That's six times right there. If I if my math is correct, that's six different title changes in the span of six months. Who fucking cares at this point? And it's not even like when Wardlow won it the first time it was treated as anything important, because he was facing Ryan Nemeth and Tony Nese every week. You know? I mean, I don't know. I have no reason to believe that this reign will be any better. D- zero reason. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope they can actually do something with the championship, but I feel like we've been saying that for a year now, and nothing has changed. And I like Wardlow. I don't want to see him book like crap, and just I don't want to not care about the guy. I like the guy still a lot, but th- this shit hasn't helped him at all. Especially if they want to heat him up at some point for an MGF program, which I feel like makes the most sense, because why wouldn't you? He beat... He's like the last person to beat MGF. How does that... It just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, we'll save that tangent for another day. Uh, this has been WrestleRant Radio for April 20th, Mr. Marceau, 2023. Like I said, bring your draft cap next week, Mr. Marceau. We got draft talk with the NFL a little bit and WWE coming up next Friday and Monday. Uh, starting here on Thursday, it's the pre-draft episode of WrestleRant Radio. So be sure to check out new episodes every Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. Uh, feel better, Mr. Marcel. I'll catch your ass down the road. Enjoy the film. I will. I'll, I'll check the film. I'll keep on the grind, and we'll check back next week. Sounds good, bro. Adios. I'll talk to you soon. Later.